Hello and welcome to the Drink In and Geek Out Podcast. This is a show where we drink beer and talk about it. Hello and welcome back. <laughs> if you had missed our last episode, a light episode about Brouhaha, please go back. Uh, we had already introduced what we're doing. We we're doing a March Madness Brunament or Brouhaha. <laughs> right now we're just trying to figure out what it's called. Uh, we introduced the concept. Let's give it a new name every episode. Yeah, we'll <laughs> <laughs> Confuse everyone. <laughs> yeah. uh, we introduced the concepts for the episode. We introduced all the beers. We gave a little bit of background on the beers. But before we get to the competition, we would want to give you a little history about March Madness. And then between rounds, we'll talk about the latest movie, Logan. Pale, take it away. What is March Madness? I don't know. You tell me. The NCAA <laughs> Division I Men's Basketball Tournament is a single elimination tournament played each spring in the United States, currently featuring 68 college basketball teams from the Division I level of the National Collegiate Athletic Association to determine the national championship. The tournament was created in 1939 by the National Association of Basketball Coaches and was the idea of Ohio State University coach Harold Olson. Played mostly during March, it is known informally as March Madness or the Big Dance and has become one of the most famous annual sporting events in the United States. The tournament teams include champions from 32 Division I conferences, which receive automatic bids, and 36 teams, which are awarded at-large berths. These at-large teams are chosen by an NCAA selection committee, then announced in a nationally televised event on the Sunday preceding the first Four play-in games, currently held in Dayton, Ohio, and dubbed Selection Sunday. Ooh. The 68 teams are divided into four regions and organized into a single elimination bracket, which predetermines when a team wins a game, which team it will face next. Each team is seeded or ranked within its region from 1 to 16. Teams proceed through a bracket beginning with a first round consisting of 64 teams to a Sweet 16, those were finger quotes, (laughs) and for the last weekend of the tournament, a Final Four. The Final Four is usually played between the first weekend of April. These four teams, one from each region, east, south, midwest, and west, there's no north apparently, compete in one centralized location for a national championship. We don't like them damn Yankees. (laughs) Let's get to our first matchup then, shall we? Yeah, it's we are in the Ale Conference, and I believe Seth introduced it in the light episode. That's right. It's the Sugar Hill Golden Ale and Spotted Cow. So we will begin with Sugar Hill. All right, first beer we have is Sugar Hill Golden Ale from Harlem Brewery in New York, New York. Harlem's Brewing brews handcrafted artisanal, artisanal excuse me, beverages and was founded in 2000 by brew guru Celeste. Prior to launching her own brewery, she made beer in her own studio apartment from a home brew kit she received as a gift, which I think most people start from. Not much to shout about. She kept on brewing, never giving up on perfecting her recipes. After being challenged with trying to open her own local brewery, she took her homegrown recipes to Old Saratoga Brewing and worked closely with fine brewers there. It was during this time that she bottled her flagship Sugar Hill Golden Ale, one of the selections from that we're drinking today. <laughs> today, with continued support from family and friends, Celeste remains passionate about not only beer, but growing different varieties of hops in her own local gardens. Another long-standing passion is her support of many worthy charities, both local and national, who do such incredible work. Harlem believes in paying it forward, as Harlem brews have not only been the beer choice for many local charity events, but also served internationally, even at the renowned Emmy Awards. Wow. wow. Yeah. Surprising. All right, so we have the Sugar Hill Golden Ale, which says here is a premium handcrafted beer from the purest American ingredients. It offers an unusually rich, smooth character, well-balanced taste, and uncompromised quality. Its closely guarded recipe has been passed down through generations. What's it look like? Generations? Generations. Like, it it was founded in 2000, so I don't know how many generations. (laughs) Yeah, didn't you say that she just, like, started making these recipes up? Like, is she, you know, on a homebrew kit? And worked hard at uh, perfecting. So I don't know. This like, paper is she passed it on to her daughter, who's like two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she can already drink. Mm-hmm. Mm, Sugar Hill, you're losing it for me. <laughs> I do like the logo. 
Very musical. The, the drum. With a saxophone in the background. Saxophone. The keyboard. Yeah, for the Sugar Hill Banner. Mm. A nice golden I would say these people background. were maybe jazz music fans. They are in Harlem. That is nice. Did Taste you, the music. Is that what you read? Because I wasn't only half listening. No, I did not. Okay. On the side of the bottle it says something. It says, legend has it that during the Harlem Renaissance, a special beer was being brewed uptown in Harlem that was the rave. It was the brew choice for musicians, artists, and locals alike. Named for the swinging neighborhood made famous by this period, Sugar Hill Golden Ale sings with flavor. Taste the I music. Wonder, taste the music. <laughs> I wonder when they said that this was passed on from generation, is they got the recipe... From some other brewer. Yeah, when she worked with all the... Uh, that explains it. The old Saratoga Brewing would be my guess. So she stole Homegrown it. recipes, yeah, to that, from them. So she stole it. And she Pretty much. Stole the name from the Sugar Hill Gang. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. Sugar Hill Gang. I mean, that's exactly like what showed up when I started Googling it. Yeah, that's all I can find, too. Um, do we have ABVs, IBUs? Uh, I have it right here for Beer Advocate. Uh, 6.09%. No IBUs. I'm not that awesome. Let's see. Uh, any comments, anybody with it? No, I don't have it. I can't find it. Well, I guess the only way we'll find out is taste it. And then we'll just gauge well, it. Well, it's a very clear golden. Clear, like orangey golden color. Um, well, it's clearer than I was expecting. Golden ale. Like it kind of looks hazy on the outside, but if you look like direct light, it goes light, right it through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very, very tiny head. That's accurate. Uh, smells like a cool, you know, blonde. I just searched mm-hmm. for the Harlem Brewing Company on Google and it said permanently closed. Oh. <laughs> uh oh. Do we want to drink it? So confused right now. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go to harlembrewing.com? No, it just... I'm on the website. Well, if you Google, Google Maps it, it says permanently closed. It was recorded closed at this location. Oh. Unless there's more than one location. I'm smelling like floral and uh, citrus aromas. Any grapefruit? Um, not smelling the grapefruit. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Just definitely smells like a blonde. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not much to it. Not really. Kind of got a creamy mouthfeel to this one. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Oh yeah. If I had to peg an IBU, I'd say about twenty-four or twenty-five. Yeah, it's not very high. It's not bad. It's very sweet up front. Very sweet. Hint of citrus in the middle. Mm-hmm. Finishes like a pilsner, kind of bitter. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Comment says very drinkable, but not very interesting. <laughs> yeah, it, there's nothing too special about it. Yeah. Good beer. I'll agree with that. It's not overly crafty, but it is drinkable. I wouldn't say I taste the music in this one. <laughs> nope. Could use some music right now, though. We're at the cantina. I see Greedo over there. Oh, he's dead. Who shot first? The world may never know. Alright, so Beer Advocate. Gives it a 78. Says it's okay. The bros hasn't scored it yet. There's no sample for that. Uh, are you ready for this Ray beer? <laughs> Overall, 16, style 15. That, those are out of 100. Wow. <laughs> wow. Pretty low. Yeah, that's... Uh, 3.32 average. Yeah, all the scores I see are around 3, so I don't know where they get their... The point system from anything interesting on untapped just 3.2 rating out of about 3,000 ratings what did that website say the ABV was that didn't that didn't uh, six six untapped has it at four percent mm. it's a it's really rare beer it's hard to find I think because yeah, they're closed the, the breweries <laughs> <are fine. laughs> just Basically, they're, closed. they're gone <laughs> yeah this yeah. bottle was brewed in like 2004 <laughs> the bottle is actually from generations. <laughs> yeah, generations. Yeah, the um, all the comments I'm seeing is like 2013. People are like, "Yeah, I cringed 
at the $8 price tag in the jazz club in New York. Oh, jeez. Well, that's because it's in a jazz club in New York that it's $8, not the yeah. fact that it's... Freaking PBR would be $8. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, people still drinking as of yesterday. Nope, the 14th was the last time somebody drank this on Untapped. Sometimes they put their location. I was just going to see if anybody's at this closed brewery. Uh, put It said at Harlem, in Harlem, visiting friends is all couple of people checked in hmm. at Sylvia's, whether that's Fire and Smoke Gastropub, Four Corners Elementary. Oh, I hope that's not a school. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's a beer school. Let's not beer school. <laughs> this person did not like it. They gave it a point five, <laughs> but they didn't comment, so I don't know what they hated about it. Here's a pale rating. Added point two five for the logo. <laughs> <laughs> That was frugal. <laughs> yeah. What do you get? 2.5? Uh, 3.25 is what. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is totally something I would do. Oh, Sylvia's is a restaurant. There's other people. Beer Shack. Beer Shack O'Neill? Apparently, that's the only places you can get this. Oh, no, there's a lot of other ones. Mm. I don't know about this one. Just kind of just there. Yeah, it's, it's very average. Mm hmm. Serving style. It came in a bottle. Oh, I got a Happy St. Patty's Day badge. I did too. I got that on St. Patty's Day mm. when I was out. And I got the Fields of Gold. I gave it a 2.5. Right in the middle, because that's basically what this beer is. Mm -hmm. Nothing special about it, but it's not bad. It's just very, very average. I gave it a 2.75. Uh, it was just, like Dustin said, it was just there. It was, um, you know, citrusy a little bit. They, you know, I would probably, it's drinkable, but I wouldn't, I'd prefer much other yeah. um, ales and over this one. It's light and easy drinking, just nothing special. It's just, yeah, nothing special. Uh, I went two and a half, 2.5. Uh, again, without bearing repeating. I don't know about you, but there's a weird aftertaste with it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it anybody else gets that it lingers and it's just kind of like... Yeah. Is it that creamy mouthfeel that just kind of... It might be. It's good and smooth mouth. going down. I'm like, oh, this is good. But then after a while, it's like... Bleh. Yeah, yeah it's like, okay. That's why I was reaching for the pretzels after I finished yeah. it. Yeah. Kind of clean my mouth out. I don't know if it's just not them, like, filtering it well enough. How old that, it is, how old too. It is yeah, too. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like a, a little older bottle. Because yeah. we got it back in, like, November. Just haven't had time to ha drink it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gave it a 275. Um, it's just a beer. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's an alright blonde. If I, you know, in the mood for a blonde, I'll take it. The label, sad to say, kind of saved it for me. <laughs> it I gave you that like extra point two five. Yes. <laughs> you gave it, a point gave, it gave me something. I don't know, but it gave me something. What kind of drum would you say that is, Keith? It's a giant bass drum. I figured you'd know. Played one of those in grade school. <laughs> Put on stand, big old mallet, stand next to it. What kind of horn is that? Was I right? That's a saxophone at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> but it kind of looks skinnier than the saxophones I remember. There's varying types. Yeah, it could be a tenor sax as well. Mm -hmm. No trombones on there. For no, <laughs> no trombones. I should have knocked off point two five just for that. <laughs> the trombone. There's no brass instruments in there. Okay. Let's go ahead and move on to the next one. We got Spotted Dick. I mean, Spotted <laughs> Cow. How now, Spotted Cow? <laughs> For our second beer, we have the Spotted Cow from New Glarus Brewing Company. Brewed with flaked barley and the finest Wisconsin malts, we even give a nod to our farmers with a little hint of corn. Naturally cloudy, will allow the yeast to remain in the bottle to enhance fullness of flavors which cannot be duplicated otherwise expect the ale to be fun fruity and satisfying uh the abvs are 4.9 but i didn't see the ibus anywhere just wonder if it's just not that popular to talk about ibus on yeah like cream ales or could be yeah it's more not that important IPA thing yeah yeah it looks like there's a description on the bottle too longer description cask conditioned ale with 
Ale has been the popular choice among brews since long before Prohibition. We continue this pioneer spirit with our Wisconsin farmhouse ale brewed with flask barley and the finest Wisconsin malts. We even give an... Oh, I already read that part. Yeah, I basically read the rest of that. (laughs) (laughs) You get the point. (laughs) It also sort of sounds familiar there. You guys can read, too. Yeah. Yeah. Look it up. Read it for yourself. It's a farmhouse ale. Uh, Do we know where New Glarus is? Is that an own town? It's in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. I'm guessing it's right where that little star is. I think there's an actual town called New Glarus. Yeah. Like southern Wisconsin? Yeah. Awesome. So they have the brewing there. It's kind of uh, like a very lame name to, you know, like Harlem Brewing. You're in Harlem. Good job. Yeah. Uh, very original. Yeah. Uh, it's employee-owned. I remember that. Oh, and it says it right there. Employee. Because we've had it. I think we had it on the Oktoberfest or something. Yeah, we had one of the Nuclears ones, yeah. So the name is very familiar to me. Uh, this one is a little bit more popular. Uh, we have 40, uh, I don't know, 3,400 ratings Ooh. on... So if you want to know what we have rated, uh, please uh, stay tuned. <laughs> so the bottle is interesting. Do you like this flying cow? It's like a five-year-old's drawing of a cow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, not very, it's not very accurate. <laughs> Either, is it humping Wisconsin? What the hell? I think it's <laughs> jumping over it. Like it's <laughs> supposed to jump like over the, it? Like the Wisconsin's the moon and it's jumping over it. That or the state is like it's milking the cow. <laughs> the spotted cow is jumping over Wisconsin. <laughs> yep. Uh, didn't we read something on our white episode that hasn't come out yet about how they keep their bottles very plain for a reason? Mm-hmm. I believe. It's like nothing special, but because the label doesn't have to be special or something. Right, that's what's inside the Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but if it's not special, I'm not grabbing it. <laughs> I know. It's the interesting labels that pulls me in to drink their beer. Even the very interesting ones have really great labels, mm-hmm. but shitty beer. I also yep. drink it. Yeah, that's true. Right, so the colors are all right. The green yeah, and the yellow green. kind of remind me of Packer colors. And of course. Uh, <laughs> Wisconsin. Being in Wisconsin. I like it. They use a different like type of paper. I think mm-hmm. it's a different label because it came in a... Uh, value pack or whatever you freaking call them. This is what the label usually looks like. It's got some more color on it. Oh yeah, it's like it's more vibrant. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's the one I have. Yeah. The one on Beer Advocate just looks like this one. So, mm-hmm. so maybe they're changing it more simplistic. Maybe since that's what they're doing now. Yeah, probably cost more to get that yellow ink. <laughs> probably, <laughs> and it's probably cheaper paper. Mm-hmm. So the beer is very cloudy. Yeah. yeah. Well. The cloudiness, as I read twice, <laughs> keeps in the flavor. Yeah, nice smell to it. It's very yeah. sweet. So it's oh, yeah, it's oh, creamy, yeah. sweet, creamy, very corny. <laughs> it also says that. In the description <laughs> Should we say milky too? <laughs> it's a nice golden color. Whatever they lack in gold on the bottle, they made up they for made it. Up in the beer. beer. No, it's weird. I just smell like all the corn. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's grapefruit in there. <laughs> Corny grapefruit. Corny grapefruit. <laughs> You're like, mm, that tastes like grapefruit. <laughs> You're welcome. Grapefruit on the cob. <laughs> Again, this isn't jumping out at me. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit different, but not... I mean, it's different than the last beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Blonde to a cream. It's a little, mm-hmm. little bit tastier. Sweeter. This person said this is not much to the nose, but I mean, we tasted I, it. Or smelled it. Yeah, smell I it. could smell quite I, a yeah. bit. No, I was kind of surprised. Twist it properly. Smelled it and I tasted it and I was like, oh, that's that's it. Well, ever <laughs> since we learned how to spin it and smell it, yeah. it's been a much better day for us. Yes. <laughs> it really helps out. You gotta open up the aromas. Yeah. I mean, it just kind of tastes like your run of the mill cream Cream meal, yeah. 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 Not much to it. And you put it on par with the uh, Sun King yeah, that's uh, cream ale. Thinking. The sunlight is the sunlight. slightly better. Sli- yeah. yeah. Slightly, slightly better. better. I mean, I'd, I'd put this on par with the Sam Adams cream ale before <laughs> I put it with that. This yeah. is just a cream ale. <laughs> Not jumping out, off the paper at me. The the cow is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the beer's not. Should we do a point five zero for the label itself? <laughs> <laughs> Because they were not rating the labels. 
Um, just a lot of people are like, not sure why there's so much hype. Yeah, it is kind of overhyped, because it's like New Glarus is like premier beer, and it's not super special. Yeah. They like it because it tastes like a beer, I guess. <laughs> Hope I don't lose my Wisconsin badge, but not really a big fan of this beer. <laughs> it is much better than any big label beer, but True. not really a style I enjoy. Uh, easily drink this over the Budweiser replacement. I don't know. I, I put it with the Sam Adams category. <laughs> creams, so I don't care. Anyways, revealing the ratings that I made you guys wait so long for. Average is a 3.65 with a 13.97 standard deviation, so it varies a lot. The overall... On rate beer is 43, and a style is 73. Uh, we got 83. I forgot to say that one. We have 83 on beer advocate. Yeah, way to start off the tournament. We start light. <laughs> Didn't want to start with like the heavy dark beers <laughs> that'll yeah. taint the rest of the competition. Yeah. So yeah, it's like those play-in games. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to get to the tournament. Yeah, exactly. Find it untapped. I have it up. Did you find any interesting comments on it, Keith? Uh, a couple of our friends have had it. Yeah, one of the guys I followed really likes it. He gave it a 5 out of 5 mm. a couple times. I'm like, whoa! I think it was at a wedding. At a wedding? Oh. Drunk. So he's probably... <laughs> <laughs> That's where Nathaniel on here had it. Corey's wedding, apparently. Taste buds are shot. This is the first beer I ever tapped. Really? <laughs> Throwback. My score is definitely different than that one. My tastes have changed. I just checked this one in about 15 days ago. <laughs> I just checked it in like 15 seconds ago. Yep, 37 seconds ago. Uh, 30 seconds from now, I'll do that. <laughs> All right, who wants to go first? I'll start us off because it took me a little bit longer to do it earlier for Sugar Hill. I give this one a three. Uh, it is slightly better, in my opinion, than the Sugar Hill. It's a toss-up between which one I'll take. Uh, but this sweet cream uh, flavor just really did it for me. Uh, plus, it would have been a little bit higher, but the damn cow coming off the <laughs> label, I don't, I don't know. So it's a little bit slightly better than average, so it's a 3. I gave it a 3.25. Uh, just a little bit higher than the Sugar Hill. Um... Not much going on here. Um, I will say, uh, Bird Boy might be listening. Your farmhouse <laughs> ale is a lot better. better than this. But uh, for me, yeah, it's 3.25. I gave it a 3 as well, just like Dustin did. Um, I originally gave it a 4 back in 2013. And I think I've had other cream ales and other just craft beer since then and realized it's not the greatest beer. It's Slightly above average. I like the creaminess more than the that other beer. The sugar, the sugar hill. The sugar hill. But yeah, I think three is a yep decent score. It's good spot. I went three point two five. I definitely like it much better than the sugar hill. Um, as I mentioned with that one, a little bit of weird aftertaste. Mm -hmm. This one is smooth throughout. There's but to that, there's not a whole lot no, to it. Like you guys are saying, it's the just flavor, there. Kind of fades away. There isn't really. A, I could easily slam both of these oh. beers. Yeah, the whole six, twelve pack. Mm -hmm. All right, so I don't know if you guys are keeping score at home, but I am, and the uh, the end of the second half just happened, and the spotted cow with a buzzer beater at the end. <laughs> Actually, it wasn't really. It, it seems like an offensive onslaught for the spotted cow upset the sugar hill. Moving on to the next bracket. Yeah, we all ranked it above that one. So yeah, definitely. Yep. Uh, do we have the no bracket available the, with the rankings? So I believe the Spotted Cow is eighth seed. Oh, it's a real Cinderella story there. Yeah, we have a Cinderella story moving on up. And we have, oh, the number three seed Sugar Hill <laughs> is going <laughs> down. You, Goodbye, Sugar Hill. Yeah, I made a bracket and I left it online, but I'm not going to look at it until after everything is said and done. I'm done with it, just like the NCAA bracket. <laughs> I put it out there, and I just look at the end of the day. 
Mm -hmm. I don't try to follow it or anything like that. But the Spotted Cow, you are moving on. Welcome to Congratulations, New Glarus. Great job, Wisconsin. You do know you're uh, you're facing the winner of the wheat snack, so... You might be going very soon. (laughs) Oh, rip. We've got some wheat fans here. The the next segment, I'm just going to tease everybody because there's no commercials, so we're going to (laughs) jump right into it. But if we did have commercials... Um, go right here. Yeah, they are inserted right here, <laughs> right now. So stay tuned. We are going to talk about our favorite. I don't know if you're guys' favorite. My favorite. Yeah. Uh, spoiler for the yeah, uh, list. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert for favorites. But uh, definitely one of the best movies I've seen this year. Even though it's young, it's still mm-hmm. uh, my pretty, favorite of the year. Yeah, it's pretty damn good. So stay tuned. And now we're back from a commercial. <laughs> Fake out. <laughs> this next segment, we're going to talk about the movie Logan. Thoughts. So I was excited that they finally made a good Wolverine movie. I don't know why they waited until the last Wolverine movie to make a good one, but at least he went on a high note. If Hugh Jackman says it's his last one, mm-hmm. if in fact it is, then they went out on a high note. It was a, it was a great nod to an aging superhero. Mm-hmm. 17 years in the business. Uh, yeah, ten, nine movies I think he's been mm-hmm. in. Wow. One of the originals that started off the whole superhero kick. Yeah. I know it was Spider-Man, but... The more gritty, realistic yeah. superhero craze kind of started. Yeah. It was the best Marvel superhero film ever made. I mean, to this point. Um, you can have, you know, like Deadpool, like a close second, I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, I mean, this was it's just phenomenal. I, I, I don't know. There's... So much I could say about this. I know, this we could go like, for it. There was, I mean, there was elements of superhero in it, but it wasn't a typical right. superhero telling. It had more of the human side of it. More of a and, dramatic story mm-hmm, with yeah. some action. It's not, we have to save the world. I mean, Buildings no, crumbling It's just their that. own, yeah, a little snippet into the last parts of these people's lives. Right. I uh, super sad to hear about the other X-Men. Uh, I would have loved the flashback, though. I know. But there was nothing filmed. So there, there can't be like that deleted scene on the DVD or anything mm-hmm. like that. So mm-hmm. just... Yeah, they bring them all back in Days of Future Past just to have them all dead in the next episode, movie, in the timeline. So it's kind of weird that they did it like that. No, yeah, it was more of a nod to the old movies. I mean, we kind of knew they weren't going to start making new Right, I didn't think they would either, but I figured they'd end on a happy note, not five years later, oh, they all died again. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I didn't expect that. Butterfly effect. (laughs) Right, I guess. It was a good decision to go uh, rated R on this one as well. I think, like, the first two should have been rated R. They definitely should have. It would have been better. It would have been better. They didn't, you know, they were, they didn't have to worry about, you know, what they could do. They could have been violent like Wolverine actually is. Yeah, they could have made. to make a kid's movie, basically. Yeah, so... That was a really smart move, and I think after Deadpool went rated R and they just saw how successful mm-hmm. that was, they were like, oh, we, this will work. We can do this, and we can make money. So, great great decision. So, I guess we could talk about some of our favorite parts or scenes in the movie. I really like that part in Vegas where Professor X is, like, having a seizure, and yeah. Logan's, like, everybody else has stopped, and he's kind of trying to suffer through to get to him to give him that medicine. Mm-hmm. Well, that was really well shot. Yeah. It was the the core that we needed. It was the core that we deserved. I also love the fact that John, as he was dying, still tried to kill Logan. It was like most movies that you would see uh, uh, some kind of like exchange like this, where someone comes over, uh, bad man come in, mm. kill this man's family. They you know like stop the one guy, and then they're like, oh good, you know yeah. whatever, awesome. But no, he's still like, this is your fucking fault. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> Like on his on uh, his yeah. way mm-hmm. to his death, I mean, I I just found that very like riveting. That mm-hmm. you know it, this is real. That's how it would. That's how it really would work. So that or he could have been confused. You know, seeing this the two of the same people. Right. Yeah. He's like, uh, well, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening now? I'm glad he got to see that it wasn't Wolverine that killed him. It was like a clone or whatever. It, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Weapon twenty four. Or like when he's running through the woods and he pulls the. Uh, the serum like, oh, out of the yeah. bag, sticks Juice it, up. juices himself up, and he just ripping people. He's like reminiscent of the younger Wolverine, and running through the woods, flying, sticking his claws <laughs> into people's chests. 
was a, I, I like that part a lot. Yeah, that actually the healing healing serum is actually a real thing in the comics too. Really? Mm. Yeah. So when Wolverine's uh, got like half his face blown off, uh, he took the healing serum and grew back an eye and grew, grew back half his head. Mm -hmm. Wow. I did not know about that. That was pretty cool. So it was when the clone did it, it was pretty much a nod to that one. Yeah. Yeah. There were some parts of the movie, though, as you pulled it up, uh, that it really just tugged in your heartstrings. Oh, yeah. 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 A, a lot of it, the, the struggling Logan, the him passing out, and Laura taking him to the hospital yeah. or, or the yeah. doctor's office, and uh, her consistent fight to get to the Garden of Eden. When Charles dies mm -hmm. for the third time in the series, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, you really felt the like struggle of his age mm -hmm. catching up to him, and all the beatings he took, and, and the adamantium poisoning yeah. yeah. catching up with him. Yeah. And then when he was resting in Eden, how they cut his beard. <laughs> you know, that, was cool. <laughs> that was funny. All right, for the uh, box office, out of all of the X ten X Men movies, including Deadpool and Wolverine. This is currently ranked number five with $184 million, and it's only in its, what, third or fourth, third week? It came out March 3rd. Third week? Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. I also think the rated R stopped a lot of well, kids coming. Well, it does keep so that people would... away. But number one on this is Deadpool, and that was rated yeah. R. Some people still take their kids to the yeah, sure, yeah. movies. Like we were I know, surrounded by them oh, when we went. I, I have a yeah. friend who took their their son, fifteen year old son, to it. Yeah, yeah. I I probably wouldn't take my kids to this one. There was like no. people's heads getting cut off and stuff. It's hilarious, but no, not good for kids. Mm -hmm. You hope maybe they can get some of that revenue through the uh, DVD and Blu-ray sales. Oh yeah, they, oh, yeah. definitely. I'm definitely gonna purchase it. Oh, mm -hmm. absolutely. of course. I might go see it a second or third time. Like, I actually saw it two days in a two row. days in a row because I had told my dad I would go with him that Sunday. <laughs> Did you and I, I feel like I never saw it before. <laughs> you faked it. Okay, yeah, he'll listen to this. Oh, he'll never listen to this. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just was like, uh, I'm really excited to see this one, and this is the last Wolverine movie. Yeah, okay. I, I, I would have felt really bad if I was like. Dad, I've seen this already, <laughs> so I know what happens. It would have just like ruined the moment, I think. And in case you're <laughs> curious, the Wolverine is the has grossed the least amount of money with 132 million. Right, that was one of my favorites, though. But I didn't really find anything appealing about that movie. I just thought there were parts that were really dumb. Like, <laughs> that's my opinion. The whole like robot like, that he the whole... at the end, I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> Shit on my movies. <laughs> yeah, you can like it. I just didn't like it. It wasn't appealing. Yeah. What about Caliban? Oh. Thoughts on him? Stephen Merchant versus Thomas uh, Larmer Guy or Gooey or however you pronounce his French ass name. Uh, I want to read this quote from the director of Logan on why the Caliban is in two different movies played by two different characters, or two different actors. Um, he says, It's a funny, messy story of how so often these things are not as coordinated as everyone thinks. I actually had written him into our movie, and they didn't know he was in Apocalypse. And they, then they kind of wrote it in their movie and cast someone, and I hadn't seen it, so I was working away on mine, and that's why. They just didn't talk. Hmm. Really? Just no communication. <laughs> well, James Mangold, Brian Singer, so <laughs> yeah, don't really have to talk. I personally like uh, Stephen Merchant. I did too. I did too. Yeah, I like. He really like did a good job with that character. Yeah, he blows me away. Anyways, he's you know he wrote for Office. Mm -hmm. He he's a funny guy. Yeah, yeah. He, good comedian. Wrote for uh, that Ricky Gervais TV show. What was it Idiots Abroad? That came in Ricky Gervais mm -hmm. sent their friend across to all seven of the. Uh, monuments, uh, what is it? The wonders of the wonders world. of the world. That's the word I was looking for, and that's hilarious. Mm -hmm. It uh, just shows you how much uh, the MCU has their shit together with their characters, and Fox just like whatever, do what you have to do. I guess <laughs> they don't care about the timeline or the characters or anything. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, technically, X Men has like thirteen different timelines, so different universes. It's hard to follow. 
Mm-hmm. But we're in 616, if any uh, <laughs> X-Men fans are out there wondering what the hell we're talking about. We're talking about Earth 616. Oh, yeah. Uh, then I just have on this list that uh, Jean Grey, there was supposed to be a little scene at the dinner table with that one family that takes him in. Mm-hmm. There was a scene where he talks about how he had to kill his wife, referring to Jean Grey, even though they weren't married, but yeah. it just, like, drugged the scene down, <laughs> the mood down a lot, oh. and that was, like, the most uplifting part of the movie is yeah. when they're having dinner, yeah. and he's like, oh, I killed my wife, <laughs> yeah. so they cut that part out. Yeah. That makes sense now. <laughs> yeah, because that was one of the happiest moments right. where he got a taste of what his life could have been. Yeah. Family life with his dad, Professor yeah. X, and his daughter. I haven't seen that, like, article but when I saw Jean Grey on here I'll, not in the movie don't care <laughs> I'm over the Jean Grey thing yeah I just thought that was weird because she was already dating Cyclops and he's kind of kind of swoop in take her away uh, that's what he's referring to when he says my wife I killed, killed my wife it's, I guess it's a different timeline that they're trying to set up yeah am I who knows so what's next for Wolverine uh, weapon 23 obviously <laughs> I mean yeah I think you go with Open 23, you know, give her a movie. Right, that would be nice. Do you think, since that's one's set at the end of the timeline so far, do you think maybe in Deadpool 2, Hugh Jackman could be in it because it takes place before Logan? Even though he says he's not going to be in the movie. I would yeah, I <laughs> think that'd be awesome. Well, Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman have been trolling each other know, so exactly. hard that's why mm-hmm. that it's, it's, it's bound it to happen. happen. It's bound to yeah. happen. I, I hope. <laughs> Especially yeah. with, uh, I mean, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but... Especially when the Deadpool trailer that was before the yeah. movie. Uh, if you watch the non-trailer version, but the or the theater version, but the one that's on the computer, he's talking like, yeah, like I don't know how other superheroes do it. Like, just so much to change. <laughs> Unless you're Wolverine, you're just, just what, fucking top. wearing a tank top <laughs> in a pair of jeans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm Logan. <laughs> and the theater that he walks past has Logan playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Alright, so what's next for him? Well, there's two ideas. Obviously, you go with Weapon 23. Right. And then maybe you can have some, like, Alpha Flight movies coming in because. I don't know what Alpha Flight is. Oh my gosh, Alpha Flight is like the Canadian X Men. Oh, okay. And yeah, Laura. about that, yeah. Yeah, the Laura Kenny and the people are escaping to Canada. Right. What's, what's stopping the Reavers from going to Canada? Probably the Alpha Flight or other mutants that mm-hmm. are not in the movie who are hidden, and especially since. Uh, in the movie Logan, uh, he grovels about these comic books and the mm. location of the thing. It's not real. Who does he have the biggest beef with? Cyclops. Oh, yeah. So maybe Cyclops helped write these comic <laughs> books. Maybe Cyclops is be, across yeah. the border. That makes sense. He's, he's alive again. Yeah, but who knows? It's probably the Alpha Flight. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we can have that. We can have, you know, Laura Kitty meeting up with the Alpha Flight so she could take the Alpha Flight storyline that Wolverine is in, but she can be in it. So that's a possibility. Or what they could do is, since Wolverine is still Wolverine, healing powers are still healing powers, <laughs> remove the adamantium. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. Go back, dig him up. And... Yeah. Uh, Eric, is he still alive? We don't know. Air can make it happen. Rip it out of him. Yeah. <laughs> it's just adamantium plating. Yeah. Oh, who knows? Thoughts. And then the other timelines they're on with James McAvoy or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's Michael the, Fassbender. Ex, or Wolverine's in that timeline. We've seen him, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, with, with a different origin story <laughs> yeah. than in the movies. So I'm glad they fixed it here. <laughs> yeah, except for they didn't. But we'll get into that. Later, I in a few episodes. I'm all dialed in to the Wolverine. Um, what if what if Hugh is actually done for good, 100 percent done? I'm out, no more. What do we got? Like, who's re- gonna play him? Taking it over for him specifically. Would I know. Try to get a clone of him, someone who's that like him, him, or mm-hmm. he suggested some Bollywood actor, some Indian guy that I've never heard of. I didn't recognize the name, so I didn't write it down. But just somebody that's famous in India. Yeah, we need like a Canadian actor. Like, <laughs> we, need, we need Justin Bieber to oh, put on the claws. <laughs> Maybe Justin Timberlake. Make a like a PG or a G-rated <laughs> Wolverine movie all the little kids, the girls can go to. I mean, that's basically what they did already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wrote down four names. 
couldn't really think of a good name. Tom Hardy is on the top of my list. I, that's what I Yeah, hear that, from, that's from a good Hardy. choice when Tom I heard you say that. Second one, uh, we saw how ripped Jake Gyllenhaal got, right? When he did that boxing movie. Oh, Southpaw. Yeah. yeah, Southpaw. Yeah. Ripped. Uh, so he'd be a good one. Tom Hardy would be a good one. I wrote Shia LaBeouf down because he's a punk ass and I would love to see him get his ass beat. <laughs> um, but I don't know if he can be a Wolverine. And then the last one on this list, I, uh, I teased uh, Pale with saying he would like the name on the list. And Kit Harrington. Ooh, Jon Snow. Oh. Hmm. He's rugged. He's rugged. He'll yeah. need to put on some weight. He'll, yeah, he'll need to beef up a little bit. But I believe he's short, right? Like like shorter than Hugh. Yeah, I'd say he's maybe five seven. I can see that. Yeah, he definitely off. cut that hair a little bit. Start working rain. out. Yeah, give him a year. Well, I haven't actually seen him like uh, like enraged like in the Game of Thrones. Series, yeah, but that's but, that's not his character. Yeah, it's not his character. So it would have to it would be like a totally different type of acting. Yeah, I mean Shia LaBeouf made that commercial. They got he got amped up, you know. Just, just do, do it. it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Kit Harrington's a good one. Yeah. I feel like it's most likely to be someone that we haven't heard of. Cause no. Not like we knew who Hugh Jackman was. Right. He was a freaking Broadway mm-hmm. star. It, it, they'll find somebody in a pile. Yeah. I as much as I would like Tom Tom Hardy, I don't think that that would be a good fit because he is so well known. Yeah. Because we're just gonna have a bunch of people doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I put something mask over his face because half the movies he has mouths covered. Get the Bane voice. Yeah. We are Dimension Claw. I'm much bigger than I have been before. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of work. <laughs> so, what type of movies we got coming out? Do we know of? Uh, next one's Deadpool 2, which is going to be awesome. I don't have the release dates written down. I should have done that. But uh, I'm excited for that. Deadpool 1's a great movie. Yep. But very fun, very different. Mm-hmm. Cable. Oh, yeah, Cable's in this We'll movie. be in Deadpool 2, I believe. They're still kind of working out the casting. Yeah, I heard there's a, another main character that's going to be in there, other than Cable. There was a lady cast. as some pull up. character that I'd never heard of. The movie database... Got Domino. Domino, that's one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Teenage Warhead's gonna be in it again. I liked her in the first one. Yeah, Colossus was good. Mm-hmm. Um, Dope Pender's gonna be in it again, of course. We heard about Dope Pender. Uh, they don't have a cast really, uh, or don't have a full cast list. They just have these six people that have been confirmed. T.J. Miller's not in. Oh, T.J. Miller is rumored mm-hmm. to come back. I feel like he would be. In a just in a brief scene, yeah. at least. Yeah, so we got Ryan Reynolds in it, T.J. Miller's in it, uh, Karan Sani for Dopender, uh, Zazie Beats for Domino, Brianna Hildebrand as Teenage Warhead, and Stefan Kipik or Kip Kipik 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 that's Colossus. So, I mean, we're not that strong yet. Okay, Cable's uh, not even announced yet. Oh, I know! It's <laughs> real. I don't know oh, Cable is man. so hard. I know, like, Ron Perlman was, like, the first yeah. name kind of thrown out there. Yeah, but we can't do that to Hellboy. Mm-hmm. Right. And he, like, might be too old. Yeah, he's, like... Well, Cable's kind of older character anyway. Yeah, because yeah. you come back from time. Which is awesome. If we introduce Cable, then we can just go back in time, whatever the hell we right, want. Right, and fix the whole timeline over. It'll <laughs> change every freaking movie. Yeah, yeah. We'll start all over, make four <laughs> more movies, and fix things. Yeah. I feel like Nathan Fillion would make a good Cable. Yeah, probably. I just don't know enough about if they want like flat top Cable or just mm-hmm. regular hair Cable. Who knows? Gambit. Get some Remy on the main screen. Uh, the movie's been on and off. For the longest time. Yeah. Was it Taylor Kitsch played him in that Origins movie? Was yeah. it Origins? Yeah, Origins was in it, yeah. Remy Lippo. He's a cool character. I wish he would be used in the any of the X-Men movies. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That was the one character that I liked from that movie. Right. Taylor Kitsch. Yeah, well, growing up and watching the TV shows, like, I really liked mm-hmm. Gambit. 
I did too. He'd always hit on Rogue and Storm and then get turned down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a uh, new TV series coming to Fox. I know it's on a movie, but it's a TV series going to be called Gifted. Oh, I did see something about that. Um, sounds like it's going to be like a, a parent, like two parents figure out like their kids have special powers. abilities and uh, the government is on the lookout for them and they're they're running. That's cool. Yeah, there's no um, release date right now. I think it's in development. No casting. No probably. casting. So we might see that in a couple of years. Probably just working on the pilot so far. But yeah. yeah. Can't wait to check that, that one out. Should be interesting. It's going to probably be... Like, I don't know if you guys have seen Legion yet. Oh, I have not seen it yet. Oh, my God. But, uh, yeah, Legion so, is very good. I know. So, I want to watch it. Uh, but uh, I think it's going to be, like, kind of in that timeline. Oh, yeah. There. Same universe. Yeah. Because... Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Because Legion is... You know, he's very, like... This is very, like, an origin story. He's very young yeah. still. And still kind of figuring out his abilities. And people are trying to help him. So, I'll look forward to that one. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Keep you posted. I'm hankering right now. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Wheat conference is next. Wheat. Wheat. Get back into Wheat. the beer. Yeah. All right, so I announced the uh, Wheat conference uh, in the light episode, so I'm just going to toss it at you again. We have the Renaissance Wit and the Gumball Head. Mm-hmm. The rankings are what? One in four. Renaissance has the top seed, and Gumball Head has the Purdue seed, or the four seed another Harlem that Renaissance one yeah. hopefully it's better than the last one oh, yeah. oh it's going down <laughs> don't even look at it yet <laughs> alright so first up is the number one ranked seed Oof. seated charted rated whatever beer that we just randomly generated numbers <laughs> for this is the Renaissance Wit from Harlem Brewing Company is a Belgian style. It says it is refreshing and tasty wheat ale brewed with spices, lightly hopped with rich coriander, cumin, grains of paradise, and orange peel, and has a mellow finish. Mm, I don't believe you, Harlem beer. <laughs> style is wit beer. It's German. Year-round. Uh, beer advocate says it's 5.8 ABV from Harlem, so we're not going to describe the brewery. <laughs> yeah, like we already kind of talked about that. I feel like the committee... Uh, failed in putting two Harlem <laughs> programs in here. These are different styles. Refreshing and tasty Belgian style wheat ale brewed with spices. Recommended the world over from river to river as the. As the what? <laughs> as the what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, the logo that you see on there, uh, the H and the B kind of curved with the. The wheat and the roots and all that stuff oh, is yeah. on the website. I like that. Uh, it's a pretty, it's a decent, um, decent one, uh, decent logo. The color is cool. There's a, uh, a watermark of it looks like buildings from Harlem. Mm-hmm. In there, kind of apartment buildings um, or something. It's 12 IBUs according to the bottle. Yeah, they printed that right on there. How nice of them. Yeah. So it's a Belgium styled. It has some spices in it. I like this blue color on this label. Mm-hmm. And there's a little microphone right there. They're all about their music. <laughs> That's very cool label. It's definitely uh, up there in style with the, the previous beer that mm-hmm. we had. It's very nice. Um, it must be a new beer or not that well known because I don't have any beer stats. I'm beer advocate. I'm sure Untapped has a lot more. Hopefully. I was scrolling through trying to find some comments and I had to go all the way back to February to find people who actually commented. They rated it but right. they didn't comment anything. It's either people like it or they hate it. There's I've seen several like two point two fives. There's only three threes. I only have three comments. So whatever the bottle looks good enough. The color looks good to me. Yeah it's very similar to their last golden ale it almost looks like. Yeah, but when you hold it up, you can't really see through it. So there True, is a little, a little bit cloudier. A little cloudier. There's some bubbles at the top. Yep. It smells pretty good. It smells a lot better than the other one. Let me swirl it so I can unlock this smell. <laughs> <laughs> and that smell of cumin out. The coriander. Yeah. Definitely can smell the, the different spices that it advertises. Mm hmm. So that orange peel. Oh, yeah. I got that. It hits you. Hmm. 
That's good. <laughs> yeah, it's a. It's, Wait, it's good. Uh, Shut up. No, but after before like trying the ales, it's like whoa. It's definitely got strong. Oh man, <laughs> he likes those punches in the mouth, brother. Yeah. I gotta remember. I like the. Yeah. <laughs> you like getting your ass kicked okay. by your beard. Yeah. <laughs> Does not finish good at all. You taste the coriander, like. It's kind of metallic, even though it came in a glass bottle. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, maybe I wasn't expecting it in the first drink, but <laughs> the spices listed. It still yeah, just funny. doesn't. <laughs> I was expecting this. <clears throat> yeah, I was expecting this for sure. I've had several wheat beers like this. This isn't the first one mm-hmm. that I've had. I can't think of what it's called right now off the top of my head. It's all the beers wit. I drank, but it's similar with these types all of spices. All these weird spices they throw yeah. in it. There's just a lot happening every sip you take. Mm-hmm. Gets better every sip. Though. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna be that brutal on you, Harlem. Even though you're close, <laughs> you failed. You have failed your city. You failed your city. <laughs> <laughs> or the city failed you. I don't know what it was. I feel like this one you almost need a whole bottle to get all of the flavors. Mm-hmm. Several a small taste of spices and orange peel. Yeah, it's got a. It's pretty smooth, I think. It's still better than their blonde. It is better than the golden yes. ale. I know, I could go either way on this. I could either love it or hate it. This one as well, like, lingers a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate that I have to do, like, out of quarters notes and stuff. <laughs> Can't do, like, an eight. This was, you know, like a 2.875. That'd <laughs> <laughs> get a little tough there. Yeah. Can't do math on the fly. Oh, shit. <laughs> it is better than the Sugar Hill. Mm-hmm. Yes. Done? Done. I haven't even everything. located it yet. <laughs> Out of here. But I did give it a three and a half. In case you guys were wondering. Ooh, I was. <laughs> I was very curious. <laughs> um, I don't know. I like it. It's different, I think, is the thing I like. It wasn't what I was expecting. And I kind of want to drink another one just to, like... Yeah, oh, thank you. <laughs> Just get more of a sense of what this beer is, but I, from that little taste I had, I kind of enjoyed it, so. Mm-hmm. I gave it a 3.25. The more I drank it, the more I liked it. Mm-hmm. But that first, right, really blast you. Um, I, I like this style. Um, the, mm, I don't want to say it's a bit of the aftertaste, but that first one, you definitely have to drink a lot of it yeah. for it to stay down. So that's why I right. I got that aftertaste too. But the yeah. more you drink, it kind of it, it went away it and it levels itself out. Yeah, I gave it a three point seven five. I I liked it. I liked the um, spices and the orange peel and the you know it was a it was a good wee. Mm-hmm. Just for me, the you know like Keith was saying like that first punch <laughs> and then it kind of like lingered there with, and it was a little unexpected. You're kind of in a daze there for a and minute. yeah. And, and I think the more this you drink, the better it's going to get. It's going to level out. It's going to, your palate's going to like really figure out what figure you're out. drinking. Yeah. So, uh, three, seven, five. I get a three and a quarter. As you can tell, my beers are slightly getting better and better as we go on. <laughs> the more you drink? Yeah, the more. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the more that I drink, the better the radiance get. Um, I just, that, that initial pop right in the mouth, mm-hmm. I just yeah. wasn't a fan of it. I was, I made known with my... Uh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it got better as I, I went on. And, I mean, the, the the label is pretty good. It's kind of busy, but it's still uh, pretty good. It almost looks like our logo. It does. The Drinking Geek Out logo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, three, three and a quarter is not bad. Sounds good. Let's go to the whatever that other one was called. Gumball Head. Gumball Head. head. A little known beer. We're going to call it Jump Ball Head because it's a basketball thing. (laughs) (laughs) Makes sense. All right, for our next beer, uh, we have ourselves Gumball Head from Three Floyds Brewing. Local favorite. Local favorite from Munster, Indiana. We've had this on uh, before. I forget which episode it was. I didn't really do my homework on it. Zombie Dust. Zombie Zombie Dust. It was one of the Halloween. Oh, Zombie Dust. How can I forget? (laughs) <laughs> Fucking great. Um, I have a little bit of description about the 
the company won't go too far into it because I already did that. But from our humble beginnings in 1996, armed with only a fi- few hundred dollars and a five-barrel Frankenstein wok <laughs> burner fired brew kettle, repurposed open Swiss cheese fermenters, yeah. and an old Canfield Coca-Cola tank, it's not normal ales and lagers were born. Ah, that's why it says it's not normal in the bottle in the box. Yep. So, uh, Gumball Head here, an American wheat beer with a refreshing, uh, crisp citrus finish. This delicious season session beer is brewed with boatloads of Amarillo hops. <laughs> it's a wheat beer, 35 IBUs, 5.6 ABVs. The artist uh, is Rob Sayers, and the designer is Zimmer-Design. Who's employed by... Fifth graders drunk. Yeah. Probably. I mean, I like the gumball shaped head and the Russian space station suit. With a cigarette in his mouth? Yeah. Russian cat. Smoking cigarette. <laughs> I love the colors and it's kind of shiny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a huge fan of the cap for sure. Um, yep, cap is awesome. Oh, yeah. Colors are kind of like vibrant, I would say. Kind of looks like it was done with like a crayon, maybe. <laughs> it does, or like colored pencils or colored pastels. pencils. Yeah. Hey, he's got a black eye too. Oh, I missed that. Ooh. Man, this little cat's been a, a dick to somebody. <laughs> it popped right in the mouth. Some sort of marsh. That's interesting. What is your bottle says FFF on the the hood, or his cap, or mm-hmm. or his uh, hat, right? Mm-hmm. On the on the image right here it says CCCP. Ooh. So I wonder what changed. CCCP. You must have got in trouble or something. Because FFF is for three, three Floyds. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. They, they turned him Russian. Yeah, that's why I was thinking it's a Russian captain. <laughs> but, uh, you know, three Floyds for each of the son's names. Floyd, Floyd, and Floyd. This one had a CCP on it, too, because you can kind of see the angle yeah. of the, where the P would be. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Mystery. Mystery. And uh, Gumball Head was the beer that was removed from the tap at Applebee's to bring in Yingling to Portland. Aww. If you're curious how he got the black eye, it shows it right here on the box. He's fighting this weird dragon-looking thing. Oh, like a like a dragon with dog heads. <laughs> oh my god. Huh. It's overweight. Dragon. Or it could be from fighting dog. these aliens. Oh, it's alien kings. Oh, he is. <laughs> Those are the Alpha Kings right there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this this lovely beer. So. Beer has its own interconnected timeline it with each other. It's yep. its own geek story. Every beer has its own like, little character. Right. <laughs> the Three Floyds Expanded Universe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, this seems to be a local favorite with us, but as well mm-hmm. as a global favorite on Beer Advocate. So, oh, on here too. Great yeah. beer. Ready to go see, check it out, but... It looks great. It's see-through. Yep. Nice, clear, uh, golden. Very golden. Clear. Yeah. Little head, just some bubbles. Just a little slight cloudiness for wheat added to keep it fresh in the bottle. It smells like zombie dust. <laughs> dust. <laughs> very hot. <laughs> it is 35 IBU, so. That's not too bad. This one says 28. Uh, the website said 35. So. It smells great. I love that it smell. It smells like a Three Floyds beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, that's yummy. Mm, mm, that's much more smooth than I remember. I think like about two years ago, it was a little bit overwhelming with the. That's because you're just punching the fucking mouth. You're ready for this one. Yeah, I've already been punched in the mouth. So <laughs> yeah, this one's really good. I better watch out if you're out of this soon. I know. I just want to just <laughs> drink the rest of it. I just want to slam it and. Open up more bottles. That's what I was gonna. We have another bottle here. BA gives it a 94 outstanding. I think it's roughly the same that Zombie Dust had. Bros give it 84, and the average is 4.21. On Ray Beer, overall it's a 98, but with the style, it's a perfect 100. Wow. <laughs> wow. God. Untapped out of 93,000 rankings, 4.05. So the higher seed. Is actually the underdog. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Whoever did the seating screwed up. So, like, when they do their, like, style rating, is that just, like, uh... It's... Yeah, as far as the wheat beers as go, far, this is 
Perfect. Perfect. Perfect wheat beer. No, do they consider this just wheat or a hoppy I'm, wheat? Whatever the style. Separate whatever the style is, I guess. It says American wheat. Well. It so just wheat. says style wheat ale. It says American on, pale on wheat, wheat ale. On, yeah, on this uh, website. You know how hard it was for me to find like wheat beers. I know it's not time. this time of year. It's the yeah. Really harder. Yeah. So it's either getting uh, an unknown brewery that I'm not going to talk about, or this one. <laughs> so I grabbed this one because I knew I'd enjoy it outside. Mm-hmm. Love this, but I can taste the citric, mm-hmm. citrus. Yeah, it's, um, it's like they just took a range and just like squirted it in there, or a grapefruit, or. Ooh, I guess be you know there's a little hint of grapefruit. There is. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. And this one, it definitely is like a hint of it. Maybe like a grapefruit peel. <laughs> you love your peels. <laughs> hey peel. Hey, hey peel. <laughs> Pales peel. Pales peel ale. Pales peel ale. <laughs> it's all just citrus peels. <laughs> There's no liquid in it at all. It's just citrus, <laughs> it's just citrus peels and water. <laughs> Almost got Dustin to spit his out. Yeah. <laughs> it, would been, it would have been the waste of a football head. Uh, oh, man. Oh, I like it. <laughs> Sam V an hour ago said, Nectar of the Gods. Yeah. I think we have our front runner so far. Yeah, everything on the comments have been, like, positive. There's nothing negative. I only read the negative ones. They make us laugh. Yeah. I just try to find one that's just not a description of what we already said. I think most of those ratings all came from Indiana, obviously. <laughs> a little bit biased, maybe. It'd be cool if you could click on that and see a map of... That would be cool. Update this on tap. Well, you'd have to turn on where you checked it in. That's true. There's a lot of people who don't do that. Or just kind of like the government, too. Paul's, your house isn't unfortunately part of... Well, the CIA can Google. knows where oh, you true. are, so... Listen to you through your Samsung that you have hanging over there. They probably did tap something in there. <laughs> and they're releasing their own podcast. <laughs> Alright, I'll start off. Thank you. I uh, I give it a 4.25. Very solid. The only thing stopping me from going any higher is the hoppiness. I'm not a big fan, but it's still smooth enough. Mm-hmm. It's light. Um, it's not a huge punch-in-the-mouth type hoppiness um, like Zombie Dust was. Right. Um, but overall, yeah, it's just balanced well with the hop and the the citrus and everything else that helps save it for me too. Or like those fruity citrus peels that they put in there. So four point two five. I give it a four point two five as well. Uh, very well balanced, like Keith was saying. I'm pretty much gonna say everything that Keith just said. said. <laughs> <laughs> Keith and Paul's rating. Yeah. Um, same score, same. Opinions. I kind of favor it definitely over more weeds because it does have a hop mm-hmm. hopness that's kind of I like the IPAs so you throw hops in there with the um, citrus peels and everything with the balance and the um, light mouthfeel it's just really good beer mm-hmm. I, I like it I gave it a 4 and this is a very low 4 because I really wanted to go higher I just didn't want to seem like a homer <laughs> So that's the only Whoops. reason. The only reason why I didn't get that high, but four is a still pretty good uh, number, and it's close to just it's close to beating the Renaissance right now with just us three. Oh god! Ooh, <laughs> so I may have screwed this one up. Uh, I gave it a four and a half. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty close to where we're. Yeah, at. an average of four and a quarter right there. So clear favorite. It's very delicious. It does it does have high IBUs, but. Really, like you guys were saying, the citrusness, citrusiness, or whatever. Citricity. Mm. Citricity. <laughs> I like that one. It, it covers it up. You don't really notice it. It gives it a nice, unique flavor that you typically don't see with a wheat. And it's just delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Delicious is a great word. <laughs> so, for those of you who are following along at home, the clear winner is Gumball Head. With a 4.25 average, uh, Renaissance Wit came in a close second with a 3.4375. So, sorry Renaissance, 
You and your crappy Sugar Hill are <laughs> out of here. You go back, back to Harlem. Go back to your closed brewery. Go back to your closed brewery. So uh, next week's episode, uh, we are going to have our final two conferences. Yeah, the final two conferences. So the uh, the Browns and the Darks, and we'll figure out who's moving on for there. Uh, but as for the third episode, we'll see a match between the Spotted Cow. And the gumball head, and then the winners of next week. So, keep tuned. Keep tuned. Uh, and in, well, I'm, we're gonna enjoy the Browns and the Darks. <laughs> oh, hopefully, absolutely. hopefully you enjoy the Browns and the Darks. Uh, and as always, Keith, take us away. We. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at DrinkInGeekOut. You can also check out our show notes and updates on DrinkInGeekOut.us. You can subscribe by clicking the links on our website or by searching Drink In Geek Out on iTunes or Google Play Store. To suggest a beer for us to review, you can email us at drinkingeekout at gmail.com or tweet us using the hashtag drinkingeekout. And if you like the show, please rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. Thanks for listening, and until next time, drink up and geek out.